ringscoops.com. For over 20 years, the revolutionary force in online professional wrestling media. This is Ring Scoops Now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast right here on ringscoops.com. World Wrestling Radio, Ring Scoops Now. I am the webmaster, Wade Needham, or you can call me that Ring Scoops guy. And this is being recorded on Monday, January 27th, 2020. And we've got an exciting show here. Uh, I'm not going to waste any time. I'm just going to go ahead and lay it all out on the table for you guys. Uh, This episode, I'm going to give my thoughts on the World Collide pay-per-view and, of course, last night's Royal Rumble. What an exciting weekend it was for a fan of the WWE, a fan for NXT, and a fan of professional wrestling. Like I said, I'm not going to waste time. We're going to go right into it, man. Royal Rumble weekend, right? The WWE decided they wanted to put on a star-studded weekend, and the night before the road to WrestleMania officially starts, NXT and NXT UK, well, they had differences, and they decided they were going to settle the score. Worlds collide. That's right. Okay, so the opening match of uh, Worlds Collide was Finn Balor versus uh, Dragonoff. I'm not really familiar with Dragonoff, and, and don't get me wrong, that's the match. It wasn't it wasn't bad at all or anything like that. I just wasn't too invested in it. I kind of felt like the match, like it had like a really slow start. But the crowd was into it, you know? So, I mean, that, that means something, right? Uh, Balor picked up the victory. But, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a one-off with, with this whole NXT, NXT UK thing. Um, if Worlds Collide is going to be, if that's going to be the gimmick, or maybe they're going to throw in some Raw SmackDown names for future pay-per-views. Don't know. But maybe we can get another match between these two guys. Maybe we can have a little bit more build behind it. Maybe we can have something where both guys show up on, on both respective NXT programs and we can have some more, um, reason to be emotionally invested in it. At least that's my opinion. Uh, we also had the, uh, the NXT cruiserweight championship, Angel Garza defended. Uh, he defended the title against Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jordan Devlin, and Travis Banks. This was a very high octane, fast paced matchup. The four way cruiserweight championship match. Got to say, man, it reminded me a lot of uh, the the peak of the X division in TNA. Uh, had a lot of flashbacks to that while watching it. Uh, really good spots for up and coming, you know, names. People may not be too familiar with these guys, but they went out there and they just they tore it down. Um, these four guys they pull off some some pretty interesting spots, man. They had uh, pretty good chemistry with each other. They played off each other very well. The crowd was was red hot, and Jordan Devlin. Picked up the victory. We have a new cruiserweight champion in Jordan Devlin. Um, and you know, not everybody gets a, a live mic immediately after a match, right? Especially without an interviewer. But I'm taking note on this one because that's what Devlin got. He got a chance to get on the mic 
and stand out there and cut a promo after his match. Not an interview, but a promo. And it was really good to get on the mic. He's got an interesting look to him. He could pull it off in the ring. He could talk. This guy's got it all. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Jordan Devlin can do. We got tag team action. DIY and Mustache Mountain going at it. And, you know, what I gathered from my Twitter timeline when I was watching the pay-per-view and I was going on Twitter, it's, it's like night and day, too, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, when I watched Worlds Collide and then when I watched the Royal Rumble. With Worlds Collide, I was all over social media while watching it. I was on Twitter. I was texting friends. I was on Discord. I was doing all kinds of stuff. This pay-per-view was able to hold my attention. It's hard for me to watch a pay-per-view and have it hold my attention while I'm doing other things and still be able to focus on everything that I'm doing. But this pay-per-view, was it, it, it allowed me to do that. What I gathered from my Twitter time when I watched this, this was a match a lot of people wanted to see. This was like the match. Me personally, I mean, I knew it was going to be a really good match. All four guys, they can they can go out. Both see, Both teams are very seasoned. Um, DIY, you know, a little bit more flashy with their style. You know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, not so much as flashy with his stuff as, as Gargano, but still, um, in, in comparison to Mustache Mountain, Mustache Mountain is a little bit more no-nonsense. Uh, I thought the clash of styles was beautiful. Uh, I think it created uh, some dramatic sequences in the match. Uh, really enjoyed the spot where they, they had the, the double submission by DIY. And then it, it transformed into Mustache Mountain performing dual airplane spins. Like, that was just fantastic to see. And to see, like, something as simple as an airplane spin get over was, like, really refreshing in 2020. Uh, DIY picked up the victory, and I thought it was a very phenomenal tag team match. I thought it was really good. I, I really did. It was it was some good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, next, we had the NXT Women's Championship match. Rhea Ripley defending against Tony Storm. Uh, Rhea Ripley, she's been on a huge crusade as of late in the company, you know. Uh, her popularity has been uh, rising. Her momentum has been increasing as each week goes by. But Tony Storm is continuing to showcase her ability on numerous events. And Worlds Collide was no exception. I thought it was a solid match between those two. I think the uh, the two performers, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm, I think they have a, a amazing chemistry with each other. Um, one of the uh, spots that took place in the match, it kind of got me a little worried. The German suplex by Storm to Ripley in the corner, I thought it was a pretty scary spot. Uh, Ripley looked like maybe she had a whiplash. But uh, she was able to go on. So, I mean, more power to her, right? Uh, Rhea Ripley got the best of Tony Storm that night, though. She retained the NXT Women's Championship. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw the reports uh, that WWE's not going to refer to it as the Women's Championship. It's just the NXT. But, uh, you know, there's a big uproar about that. I've got no problem with it. Am I personally going to call it that? I mean, probably not. I'm probably still going to refer to it as the Women's Championship. But you know what? That's why I don't get the outrage. Nobody's forcing us fans to have to call it anything. We can call it whatever the hell we want. There's still people out there that still call Daniel Bryan Bryan Danielson to this day. 
You know what I mean? I mean, so who cares what they call it? Call it what you want, man. I mean, we still understand what it is. Plus, it's not like when when they go out there and defend it, when Rhea Ripley's out there and they see the NXT Women's Championship, no one's going to get confused and be like, well, wait a minute. I thought that was uh, Adam Cole's uh, title. You know, get over it, guys. Come on. It's not that big. It's not that important. It's not that big of a deal. You know, everyone on the internet is making it out to be something bigger than what it is. You know, Jesus Christ. All right, anyways, let's get back to Worlds Collide here. Uh, The main event was Imperium taking on the Undisputed Era. Oh, yeah. That was the match I was looking forward to the most, actually. Um, I thought it was a really good, really good pay-per-view, really good main event. Um, that was definitely a main event right there from, from the commentary to the entrances, the match just had a big fight feel and rightfully so. I mean, it's the main event, right? Uh, there was a scary situation there with Alexander Wolf. Um, he took a pretty stiff kick there by, uh, Bobby fish, uh, straight to the jaw, man. Uh, the MTs, they had to come out. They had to escort Wolf, uh, back out to the ring or out of the ring. Uh, they took him to the back. He, he never came back either. Uh, Walter. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Walter is a pure beast. You know, it, it, he's going to be a major player. That man's going to be a major player one day. It was phenomenal tag team work by both sides as well. It was it, For me, it was a little tough to, to, you know, who I wanted to cheer in this match. I, I love both teams. Um, I also, I really liked the, uh, the build that they did towards Roderick Strong, finally putting Walter through the announce table. That was second to none. That was amazing. And how about that super kick by Adam Cole? I know a lot of people, including myself, we, we often reference one of the, one of the greatest super kicks of all time is Shelton Benjamin springboarding off the top rope on Raw and Shawn Michaels connecting with Sweet Chin Music. But I think Adam Cole... I think he stole that moment now. I think that's going to be the super kick people talk about. I know I will. That was, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was that was crazy, man. But this match up here, Imperium and Undisputed Era, the match, it was just, it was pure war, man. Both teams worked very hard to try to gain that victory. And and you know what? They They both deserve the glory. They really do. Ultimately, it was Imperium gaining the victory. Uh, Walter getting the the win for his team, leading his team to victory. Uh, amazing match. Um, I really hope that Alexander Wolf is going to be all right. He didn't return uh, at any point during that match. Overall, though, I really enjoyed the event. I don't think there was like a really bad match on there uh, on the card. I mean, even even the opening match. I mean, it was all right. It, it didn't it didn't bore me or anything like that. It was just, you know, I just didn't really get behind the guys that much. Um, not a whole lot of investment there, but still, it was good. I thought I had a nice balance of content. I thought the the, the card felt very diverse in style. Um, WWE might be onto something unique here with Worlds Collide. I thought the build for it was very strong as well, and the performances even stronger. It's going to be a great platform to showcase more than one brand. And, you know, due to the rosters involved, fans know that they're not going to be played around with. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where they go with uh, with Worlds Collide. It was a really good show. 
I um, I highly recommend it. All right, now moving on to the 2020 Royal Rumble. Oh, man. I say this every year, and every year it still stands. The Royal Rumble is, is my favorite event of the year for many reasons. And I'll, I'll mention the first one right now. I have a special place in my heart for the Royal Rumble because growing up, when my Uncle George and I used to watch wrestling together, Royal Rumble was one of our favorite events to watch together. I'd go get the tapes. You know, old Royal Rumbles, I'd go to the video store, get the tapes. On holidays, they'd come over. And we'd sit there in the living room. We would just watch two, three Royal Rumbles. You know? It was just really cool to to have that moment. I always wanted to uh, take my Uncle George to a Royal Rumble. Um, unfortunately, wasn't able to. At the time, that like they would come out here to like California. 96 was uh, Fresno. It was too far. It was way too young. I was 12 going on 13. Um, 98. Where were they in 98? I think they were in Fresno again in 98, right? Or San Jose, one of them. And then, of course, 99, they were in Anaheim. And I was just, uh, I was just too young to be able to, to get tickets like that, you know. Couldn't I didn't have a job. But uh, later on in life, you know, uh, as I was getting older and I was able to earn an income and be able to pay for it, <clears throat> my uncle's health had declined and we weren't able to go. It would have been really nice to be able to to take him. I I did save up when I was thirteen though. I saved up some allowance and got house show tickets back in 96. I think the tickets, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was only like 40 bucks. It took me about, about six months to save up and I remember getting house show tickets and, um, I think my mom kind of helped out with paying, you know, a little bit of it too, but you know, we, we, we did have that moment. But yeah, man, Royal Rumble, one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, I have a lot of emotional attachment to the to the the Royal Rumble event. Um, I think the 2020 Royal Rumble event it didn't disappoint. I had a lot of fun watching the show last night. The pre-show matches that took place, Sheamus got a win over Shorty G. And Andrade retained the United States Championship against Humberto Carrillo. Uh, you know, I wasn't too keen on the Sheamus match. I just not invested in either of those guys. However, the U.S. title match, that was another story, huh? Um, I thought Andrade and Humberto, they put on a really good match. Solid match. Uh, both these guys have bright futures in the company. Andrade is one of my favorites right now. I hope he continues to dominate with the championship. As far as the <clears throat> the card goes, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, the opening match saw Roman Reigns defeating King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and uh, these guys, man, they 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 tore it down. They battled all over the arena. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, the Usos, they got involved as well. Uh, that was a very fun opener. And I've, I've really got nothing to complain about this match. That was pretty awesome, man. It's good stuff. Definitely, uh, I would, I would, I would watch it again. I'd recommend people to watch it. 
the porta potty spot was pretty fun. Um, I think it would have been kind of cool though if like they would have had like you know some some blue water, you know on uh, on King Corbin or or maybe like you know fill up the porta potty with like some Nutella with some peanut butter or peanuts and and corn, you know. So like when when it got dumped over and he came out, you know he'd have like you know some feces on him. But then again, you know, think about it. I, I think if they would have done that, everybody would have been like, oh, WWE's doing, the, you know, dick and fart jokes again, you know. I I just, I think it's funny. I think it would have, it would have made sense, you know, for them to do something like that. But anyway, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm getting carried away here. Uh, Bailey successfully defended the SmackDown Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. Ooh, man. You know, I, I really, I, I did, I... I hate saying this. I didn't care too much for the match. <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't shit or anything. Uh, both these uh, both these women went out there. They, they, they put on a match, you know? And I give them a lot of respect for that. Um, just from a personal preference, I just... It just didn't do it for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trashing anybody. I'm just, it just didn't do it for me. You don't have to like everything, right? Uh, Lacey Evans was my pick to win. Uh, she's definitely grown on me as of late. I, I didn't like Lacey's work at first when she first started coming in, but since her face turn, I feel that she's improved greatly. And uh, as far as Bailey goes, I just kind of think her title runs a little stale right now. I think she needs, you know, if they're going to continue to to run with her as the champion. They need to throw something interesting in the mix. Uh, the Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Those guys put on a pretty solid match. Uh, the Fiend retained the Universal Championship. And I got to say on a little interesting note here that the this match, it didn't feature the uh, the red overlay, you know, the red lighting, like previous matches that The Fiend has uh, taken part in. And to be honest, I just I, I, I couldn't care less about the lighting. Whether it's normal light, red light, it, it doesn't make an, uh, a difference in my opinion. Uh... I can still visibly see what's going on when they get the red overlay. Is it a little strong sometimes? Yeah, but does it take away? Not for me. But everyone's got their preference. I I can understand and I can appreciate uh the fact that some people don't like the the red lighting. I don't like the I don't like the colored lighting on the crowd. To me that's kind of annoying. I'd rather just you know, during matches, just turn the lights off on the crowd. Just dark them out, man. Like NXT. You know, like old school. Just do that. You don't have to light up the crowd with whatever color your show is. Eh, anyway. I digress. Uh, Becky Lynch and Asuka. I thought they tore it down last night. I think uh, these two women are another uh, duo that have amazing chemistry with each other. The story told here was that Becky has not been able to beat Asuka, especially in this last year. Asuka finally fell victim to Becky Lynch, though. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where they're going to go with Becky with the Raw Women's Championship going uh, forward. Because she's pretty much beaten everybody. And she's held on to that title for such a long time, man. Um, is Ronda going to come back? Are they going to do a one-on-one with Becky and Ronda? Is Shayna Baszler going to be popped over on Raw? Is Charlotte going to use her Royal Rumble win, which I'm going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> uh, is she going to use that to challenge Becky? Are we going to see another Becky-Charlotte match? Do we want to see that match? There's so many questions. But yeah, now we got 
Now we got the Royal Rumble match. Uh, both of them. Royal Rumble matches. I'll start out with the Women's Rumble. It was the uh, the second match of the main card. But the way I'm breaking this down, I wanted to get the undercard down. I, mean, I guess technically that's undercard, but still. You get what I'm saying, right? I want to talk about the Royal Rumble matches last. Uh, my main pick to win this was Alexa Bliss. However, when she came out as the first entrant, I was immediately worried. I was like, oh, no. But then I got my hopes up a little bit because I was like, well, wait a minute. She could be number one and still win it. She, you know, she could be like, you know, the female Shawn Michaels, right? I, I love Alexa Bliss. I think she's she's phenomenal. She's a great worker. Uh, great personality. Uh, she looked very strong in the match. Lasted quite a while in there as well. Uh, in our pay-per-view pool, we each got two people to choose for our winners. Uh, my backup pick was uh, Ronda Rousey. So I was really banking on her to return. And if she did return, I was banking on her to win as well. But, of course, she didn't return. Um, I haven't seen anything directly, but I saw some people kind of talk a little bit on Twitter about Ronda Rousey, I guess, was trolling fans last night or something about being there. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Charlotte bested the other 29 entrants. You notice how I word that. The other 29 entrants because Santino Morella showed up as Santina and had a thing with Beth Phoenix and Natalia where he gave himself the Cobra and eliminated himself. Okay. Moving on. I, I'm not exactly excited to see Charlotte win the Royal Rumble. And I'm not shocked at all either. You know what I mean? Uh, if that makes sense, right? The way I look at it like this, and this is what, you know, eases it a little bit for me. Which I don't even like wording it that way because it has no effect on my daily life. So there's nothing to ease about, right? Uh, Charlotte now has a Royal Rumble victory under her belt. So, you know, like, hopefully we don't have to worry about, you know, her anytime soon as far as it coming to, you know, January and the Royal Rumble in the near future. Unless, of course, they want to make her a two-time winner. But I think I think they're going to wait a while before they have any woman become a two-time Royal Rumble winner. I think you're going to have to establish the Royal Rumble with, for, for the women a little longer before you do that. I know they didn't do that with the men's. You know, Hogan won the third and the fourth Royal Rumble back-to-back. And then Sean, you know, won 95-96. Austin won 97-98. Um, and then 2001. But yeah, man, I don't know. I just, I hope because that she has a rumble victory under her belt, she doesn't need anything else. She's got a Hall of Fame career. She has built a Hall of Fame career in the last six years. It's nothing else for her to do. So going forward, I hope we don't have to worry about her winning another Royal Rumble. And it's not that I have anything against Charlotte. I, I really don't. She's a great performer. It's just, I want to see some fresh blood in the mix. Speaking of fresh blood, the men's Royal Rumble match. One of my favorite rumbles that I've seen in a very long time. One of the best rumbles I've seen in a very long time. Brock Lesnar dominated this match early on by eliminating entrance just left and right, man. And I, I love the face-off between Brock and Keith Lee. Um, Edge made his return to the ring after nine years. 
I, I and I got a lot of questions about that. Is it a one-off? Um, I, I I read a report before I hit record that uh, I guess he was actually he was he was definitely cleared to wrestle. I mean, I would hope so, right? But I guess like a doctor actually cleared him. So more power to him. I cringed a little bit every bump he would take, but I mean, I did that with Daniel Bryan coming back too. It's just, it's just kind of worried about these guys, right? Drew McIntyre win. He eliminated Brock Lesnar, which was crazy too, right? Picked up the surprising win. Made me extremely happy, man. I, I've been pulling for Drew since his return. And, the, and like I said, man, the way that Drew eliminated Brock Lesnar, right? And then he just mad-dogged him. The constant stare-down afterwards. The 2020 edition of the Royal Rumble, I think it was a, a huge success. Uh, with the exception of, like, you know, one pre-show match and one main card match. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed myself throughout the event. Uh, each Rumble match had uh, nice surprises, you know, such as uh, Edge's return, seeing Molly Holly come back. Drew with his big win. Uh, all in all, I think this is going to go down as one of my favorite Royal Rumble events in history. I'm super excited for WrestleMania now. I really am. I really am. All right. Hey, like I said, man, I wasn't going to waste time. I, you know, I just, I don't want to waste time anymore. When I do these podcasts, I just want to, boom, I want to hit record. I want to go at it. I want to do my stuff and then get right back out. So there you go. That's my thoughts on Worlds Collide and the Royal Rumble this year. Um, maybe later on this week I'll record another podcast. If not, definitely like you know a week from now. Uh, I want to try to get these out anywhere between every you know seven to ten days, maybe even sooner. Um, I also want to kind of revisit the uh, Ring Scoops Retro podcast where I, I kind of run down some old shows or pay per views and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, I just want to get some more content out there. I want to have some fun with this. That's what life's supposed to be, having fun, enjoy it. You know, it's good stuff, good stuff. But uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, check out Ring Scoops on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Ring Scoops, Facebook.com slash Ring Scoops, Twitch.tv slash Ring Scoops Guy, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops. And Ring Scoops is going to be out in Las Vegas February 10th to the 13th to celebrate our 20th anniversary. So if you want to go and hang out, there you go, man. Las Vegas, February 10th to the 13th. I'm going to be staying at the Luxor. So if anybody wants to meet up, hit me up and let me know what's up. All righty. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the Webmaster Wade Needham saying thank you, good night, and be cool. <laughs>